0: welcome to the 859 insider podcast i'm your co-host co-founder noah Ziegler, alongside my good friend co-host and co-founder adam conradi and today we've got to go one. we're going to talk about uh one of the biggest games the, in, in the region for the entire year the game of the year and i think afterward we can definitely give it that label we also have a special guest coming In this episode, we're going to talk with Dayton Green Devils running back, one of the most prolific players in the region, Landon Hopper. So we're really excited to talk to him. I mean, Adam, we we definitely have been watching him throughout his career, but really excited to have someone like Landon on the show. But Adam, how are you doing this week? And I would also like to say that maybe we should record on every commander's game day because we did it last week and the uh, commanders won and in, in great fashion too, 12 to seven. But uh, how, how are you doing Adam? Uh,
1: it's it's great to be back and yeah, big win for the commanders and an even bigger win for the Highlands bluebirds, as you mentioned, an absolutely massive win for Highlands over Cubcap. I believe it was their first win in the last nine meetings. So broke a long streak there and they're uh, looking great going into regional play. Um, uh, in a couple of weeks here. They'll they should be the top seed as long as they can take care of business against Cooper. But yeah, we're getting pretty deep into the season. Most teams only have two games left, and we're really getting a great idea of like what the playoffs are gonna look like and who's playing what very well right now and who's not.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, let's jump right into these results before we talk with Landon. But um speaking of Cooper, they beat Boone County 54 nothing The Jags are humming right now. Um they I mean. If they're playing their peak kind of going up. And I don't want to say peak because we really don't know how I mean we don't know what their peak is going to be, but they are trending up at the right time, especially when they have to face a team like Highlands. But nonetheless, they defeated Boone County 54-0. Ryle defeated Dixie Heights 48 to 21. Uh the Raiders are now two-0 in district play. And of course, they have Simon Kenton and a Saturday game that is actually going to be televised. I believe it's on uh, star 64, but I'll have to double check that. And then Walton Verona defeated Shawnee 28-0. I believe that's a district win as well. Bishop brossert took down Paris 38-13. Again, Brossert, another one of those teams that's just keeps trending up, up, and up. Beachwood beat Lloyd 34-7. Lloyd, kind of a setback, but... I mean, we 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 kind of I mean, it's Beachwood. It's very hard to defeat a team like Beachwood, but really excited to see what Lloyd has to do uh, when they don't have to face Beachwood, hopefully in the playoffs. NCC defeated Dayton, 55, nothing. Gallatin County defeated Trimble County, 40 to 32. The Wildcats getting their second win of the year, as well as another district win. And then Fleming County defeated Pendleton County, 59, 12. But Adam, you mentioned earlier, we got to talk about Highlands, 32, CuffCat, 21. I mean, what a game. Wait again. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was seventeen fourteen. Covcat Highlands or no? It, 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 I I, I looking. I looked away, and all of a sudden, Highlands had the lead again. Um, I believe it was or no seventeen fourteen Highlands. Covcat scores to go up twenty one seventeen. Highlands gets a safety, and then Charlie Noon has his Heisman moment. And it returns the kickoff to go up 25 21, and the Bluebirds just didn't look back. I, I mean, Adam, you mentioned it. They snapped a long win streak, but or uh, they snapped a long losing streak to their arch rivals. But I mean, what a performance by the Bluebirds, really. I mean, it, it just, I mean, it, it really, I mean, the fact that they won and Bertie Benke threw three picks is absolutely insane, but what a win for Highlands.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't say it enough. This is an absolutely huge win for Highlands and their playoff implications. And just to get over the hump of beating Cath again. And the craziest part about this game is Highlands had five turnovers. As you mentioned, the three interceptions. They also had two fumbles. And they did not let that uh, deter them for what they were going to do. And they still went on to beat Cath 32-21 to in Park Hills. I think that's the most impressive part is how many mistakes they made. And they were still able to get this done. They were clearly the better team on Friday night and it showed.
0: Mm -hmm. And yeah, we, 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 when we were previewing the game, it was more, okay. CuffCath has a, obviously it was, it was a toss up and uh, that reflected in the poll we put out on our Twitter at eight, five, nine insider to, it it was almost 50, 50. And I think it was the matter of Highlands might have the edge in talent, but you never are going to go into Park Hills and expect to come out with a win. And the fact that they had five turnovers um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Cam Geisler had two fumbles that, uh, uh, yeah, that, that just shows how good of a team you are. If you can have five turnovers and still manage to win by double digits, uh, especially over a team like cup but nonetheless, I see them meeting again in the playoffs and when it's arch rivals, I, I mean, it's incredibly difficult to beat them twice. Uh, Simon Kenton took down Campbell County 50 to 13. another big win for the Pioneers. I mean, I'm really excited for that Ryle SK game and again, especially because it's gonna be on TV. Boyd County defeated Scott 34 to 13, Boyd County, one of the one of the better teams in the state. so uh, a tough loss for the Eagles. Ludlow and Bellevue obviously did not play due to Bellevue uh, canceling the rest of the season. So I, Ludlow, according to KHSA, it logs as a 10 win for the panthers uh due to a forfeit Uh, again unfortunate news coming from bellevue but we hope to see them back uh competing soon
1: uh also holy cross defeated newport 26 to 22
0: that was that i mean that was definitely going to be a uh a really fun game i i I wish there was a, a way to watch that because those are two uh just two very similar teams i think adam with just in regards to how they play, just kind of what they've done throughout this entire year. But that's a
1: huge win for the Indians for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we uh, record this podcast right now, Beachwood is up 50 to zero at halftime on Newport. So it looks like the be- Tigers are rolling to another big win there.
0: Be- yeah, Beachwood rolling in, um, doing what they do. It's senior night. You got to you know, show out for the players, uh, like King Antonio Robinson, Mitchell Berger, Um, Just obviously, you got to put up a good performance like that. And hanging 50 in two quarters, I mean, that's that's really impressive. So as we said earlier, we are welcoming Dayton Green Devil running back Landon Hopper uh, to the show. Landon is leading the Green Devils. He's putting up great numbers this season. Uh, So far, he's got 1,137 yards on the ground, 14 touchdowns. Uh, he's averaging 142.1 yards per game. He's uh, through eight games. Great numbers there, Landon. How are you doing tonight? And it's uh, great to have you.
2: I'm um, I'm doing well tonight. I actually uh went out in DoorDash a little bit, made me some money. Did some uh, did some school work. Made sure I got some priorities done real quick. And I'm I'm glad to be on here. Sounds
0: great, eh? You know that's that DoorDash uh, NIL deal waiting. We gotta we gotta <laughs> ship that to ship that to them. But um just the yeah. first. First of all, um, how's the season going as we, we head into the final couple of weeks? It, it feels crazy. It feels like it's been such a long grind, but it also feels like yesterday we we're previewing the season. So just how does it feel? I mean, how has the season gone so far for
2: y'all? Um, I mean, as a record for teams, stand, I mean, obviously it hasn't gone exactly how we planned it to be. We obviously wanted to win a couple more than we have, but I mean, some could look at it as like season-wise for me, stat-wise. It was a great season, but to me mentally it's more about how my team does and what we do as a team because I couldn't do what I have without the people on the line blocking, without quarterback getting the snap correctly. I mean, my fullback blocking for me, wide receivers outside on the perimeter blocking, I mean J V kids that aren't on the side are on the sideline cheering me on. I mean, it really all like is like a team thing, honestly. So to me it matters more about the team. We haven't had the the start that we had, but I mean I, we have some potential and I think you'll see it coming throughout playoff time.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you mentioned it, you got a, a big game against uh, a rival Ludlow, but um, just what are you thinking going into that one? Cause obviously that, that's an away game. So, but that's a, like you just said, that's a big opportunity to kind of sort of make a statement almost as we had in, I mean, that's the second last game of your guys' season.
2: Yeah. So um, I mean, obviously, Stakes are running high right now. This is for um, district runner-up second place who gets the home seed, uh, home playoff game. I mean, I'd rather not travel down state. I'd rather be able to play at home. It would be the first time in like 28 years, I believe, my coach said. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely like a – it's definitely a big high-rising game to me, but, you know, I kind of just sit down and don't – I mean, honestly, I'm one of those people that just doesn't really worry about it, you know. I just go out there and play football because it's another game. But I mean, yeah, it's definitely a big high state game. I mean, it's probably the game of the season for us. So
0: but just going back to the start of your high school career, how does it feel to kind of look back knowing where you are right now? Just, you know, kind of talk about that.
2: Um, So freshman year, I actually was not going to play football at Dayton because I um, my dad didn't want me being a freshman playing varsity football because I was 13 playing as 18 year olds, 17, 18 year olds. And so I wasn't gonna play it f- for a second. And I came to a practice and watched. It was like, man, I gotta play. So I ended up not really playing a whole lot of JV my freshman year, but did a whole lot of scout team. I ended up making my way to the starting position at corner freshman year. And I started against Newcath in the second district game of the season and started the rest of the season coming into sophomore year. Um, you know, I grinded a lot in the offseason. That was COVID year. So um I I kinda tried to get in weight room as much as possible, but you know. Well, Kobe can't get in as much as possible, but I tried to make an effort to get there with my teammates. Um, one of our players whose name is Jordan Marksbury, which I'm sure you know, um, he uh, had a bunch of weights at his house, so he would bring people along and get us in the weight room, keep us going on the offseason. And then coming in the my sophomore year, I was – and with a me and a senior were going at it for the, the corner position because there, are, there was another senior, Braden Comstock, who was there was playing and um so I really had a fight for a position battle there at corner I ended up winning it over throughout the first game and then second game our running back Jordan Marksbury who helped out the team and did a lot of things for the team he ended up going down with an ACL tear and so I had ended up stepping up me and another running back came in and stepped up and I split reps there I didn't really get a whole lot of carries didn't really do a whole lot for the team like Stat-wise, but I was one of those players that was there every day, ready to get better, practicing as hard as I could. Junior year, um, I broke my ankle first game of the season, and I ended up getting kicked off the team. I transferred out to Campbell County and ended up getting into videography. Um, and I didn't play anything at all. I wasn't even planning on playing football this year. Um, yeah, And then I ended up coming back to Dayton, like the last month or two of school. My junior year, I was like, all right, I'm going to give it one more try because it's my last go-around. And, I mean, I've kind of – I hit the weight room a little bit in the of this offseason, not a whole lot. Um, I was more work, focused on getting back from my strained hamstring that I had in my junior year in track season, so I was really focused on my health more than anything. And, luckily, the senior year has gone way better than I thought it would have ever been.
0: Mhm. We're going to talk about the uh, video stuff cuz we I was I mean I was we were both looking through uh, your page and it's, it's awesome to see that uh that I mean you doing that being one of the most prolific players in the region is is a great accomplishment and especially after hearing that just kind of how your career has unfolded um but it, to, go back to COVID how what was it like I can't even imagine what it was like you know being you know preparing for a football season and then being disrupted by COVID so just talk to me about what was kind of going through your mind during then, was it sort of uncertainty or, and I mean, you've talked about how you, you put your head down and you work, but what was it ever kind of unnerving thinking, am I ever, am I ever going to get a shot to be on the field again?
2: Yeah, no, I definitely say so because, um, me and my, my head coach now who's been there since I've been there, Jesse Herps we, um, we kind of stayed close in contact and, uh, he would, he would pick me up and take me home to school and all that. And, he would take me to football and all that. And I remember having a couple conversations with him about how our season is going to get shortened and all this and that and all off season and hearing about how we were only going to be able to play so many games if that. And so like going throughout all off season, I mean, like I said, I just kind of kept my head low, tried to get as much work in as possible because that's all I could do and hope for the best. I mean, there really wasn't much that was in my control and uh, I kind of just looked at it as, if I can't control it, I'm not going to worry about it as much. So it was more like if the season happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm still going to keep working for the next season. I knew eventually I'd be able to play, but I wasn't sure exactly when, but I mean, I I just kind of just kept a good hope that I was going to be in and going.
0: Mm-hmm. Now you've talked about how you don't pay attention to, you know, the the stats that you personally put up, but I, I'm always curious is there ever was there ever a moment where you do look at the stats I mean you, you've you got to I mean at least look at it but do you ever just look and go wow like you are putting up big numbers in these games do you ever just take a second to kind of you know kind of embrace the fact that you are doing I mean you're doing very well statistically and I know you've talked about it as a team sport so at the end of the day it's all about what your team is doing but do you ever just take a second to kind of think wow like I am putting in like all the work that you are putting in is is showing.
2: Um I mean to be honest I really I mean it sounds weird but I feel like I haven't put in enough work throughout the offseason with injuries and all that and mindset not really knowing for sure what I wanted to do because there was times where I really didn't want to play football and there's times where I wanted to. So I mean I feel like the work that I put in was definitely um it wasn't as much as it should have been or as much as others have put in. I mean, stats wise, yeah. I mean, I've heard about it, I've seen it. But I mean, I don't really I don't really pay attention to it. To me, it's like I mean, like I, I know what my stats were for almost every game because I'm told it from my coach, he sends me a message every week about what my stats were. But I uh, I mean, like I remember like third game of the season, we were down at Western Hills or whatever, and I had like two hundred and fifty-one rushing yards, five touchdowns, and I only played the first half. And I mean, at halftime I'm just sitting there thinking like I mean, I'm ready for next week, and what we got next week. I mean, I didn't really care about how many touchdowns I had or any of that. Teammates were trying to talk to me about it. And I'm like, hey, look, like we got this game to finish. Let these JV kids get in here, get these reps. You know, so to me, it's really like, I mean, I know what the stats are. I hear about them. I don't really, I don't really think about them a lot because I mean, it's just a stat, like it's just a number. I mean, I, I've, I mean, I know it's like a pretty high number for this region or this area or whatever, but to me, it's like I don't, I don't really think about it a whole lot or put too much thought into it i mean it's kind of too surreal if you know what i mean like i mean i don't i don't believe it's true in a way so i don't really <laughs> care about it if that's mm-hmm. that's how you want to put it is i don't believe it's true so i don't really think about it
0: that, that, that's a great way to put it and uh, to be honest i i feel like it's one of those things where it, it it may take a long time for for you i guess it might take until after you graduate and kind of are able to reflect on everything to look back but um and kind of Fully, you know, I guess think about it, but I love to hear that kind of attitude. But um obviously Dayton, a 1A school, it's a small school. And Adam and I talk all the time about how, you know, schools like Dayton and Bellevue, um, which it's it is it is, I mean, at least as neutrals, I know you guys are our tribals, but at least as neutrals, it is pretty sad to uh see them having to cancel their season. But what's it like representing a school like Dayton, where it is a small school? It's and you know, uh, uh, compared to even beachwood which is also technically a small school, like it just comparative wise, you know what's it like representing a school like Dayton, which has a very tight-knit community?
2: I mean, to be honest with you i I, I take a lot of pride in representing my community. So on my guy, like I mentioned earlier, whatever, I went to Campbell County for a brief bit. I went there after football season, my sophomore year, and I was there in the springtime because I was at Campbell County still, and I played spring football there, and uh, I don't. I went up to the offense coordinator there and told the coach, like, hey, like, my name's Landon Hopper. I transferred from Dayton, Kentucky. I mean, I play football. I've played it all my life. Like, here's the positions I play if you need me. I'll be more than – like, well, I'll be more than happy to rep any position you want. And it kind of looked at me and was like, y- you're from Dayton. I don't really – I don't really think we'll need you here. And kind of – I just kind of sat and, like, sat in the back and just watched everything happen. And spring game came around and I – I didn't even show up cause I didn't even want to be a part of it. So, and to me, I took a lot of hit on is like Dayton gets not, not even just Dayton, but like the river city schools and like the smaller schools that are around, they don't get as much respect or get as much like as they do. And so I think I take a lot of pride in being from where I'm from because, you know, you don't get that respect. So you kind of got to self-respect yourself and kind of just set that pride. Like, look, I get, I'm not from a big school. I don't, Play against the best competition, but who I play against, I give it my all, and I'm I'm here for my community and my city, and they're behind me, and that, that's really all I can ask for is a community to be behind me.
0: Got mm-hmm. was that, and you don't have to answer this, but was that kind of when you decided, okay, maybe Dayton, or you wanted to go back to Dayton?
2: Yeah, no, that that's, I mean. I kind of already wanted to go back there because I mean I've been a Dayton for most of my life and you know once you're in a small city community I mean it's kind of like you never want to leave <laughs> nothing else is really like home to you so I mean that mm-hmm. was kind of I did, I kind of felt out of place being in purple and gold and I missed I missed my green and white I'm not gonna lie so it was kind of like I didn't get as much respect out in the big county with a big school I didn't get any respect or anything like that too. it was more like yeah I'm going back to my small school my hometown community. And I'm just going to give them all I got.
0: Mm -hmm. I, I did, I didn't play sports in high school outside of tennis last two years, but I went to St. X over in Cincinnati and then I transferred to St. Henry. So I, 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 I not at the level is what it, I mean, it sounds like you had to really fight through some things. I, I, I'm really, I mean, to be honest, I'm kind of shocked that an offensive coordinator would say that to anyone, especially at the high school level. It's like, it's, it's high school football. You gotta, if someone wants to play, you gotta get them in. And especially, for someone like you who's played their entire life but um it, i mean transferring to saint henry uh going from a school of 1600 all guys to 500 co-ed definitely you get that community feel at, at just a such a higher level but um it, it just looking back again at your career and i wanted to ask this but um kind of switching gears what's the favorite game that you've played in, in your uh, high school career just o- over all the seasons um I'm sure you, the rivalry games against Bellevue and Ludlow are up there but just what what's is there a game that kind of sticks out that you really always look back and kind of have a smile
2: um so freshman year I mean like I said I kind of didn't get to play till like second game of um of district playing throughout so it was kind of like I didn't really get to have a whole whole lot lot of fun because it was kind of strictly business you know you're that that young kid on the field who has to do their job you know you're kind of not worried about having fun with the game you're taking it more as a job so I wouldn't really say that there was any game freshman year that was really fun to me um because you know you, you're you strictly doing the job you're not you're trying not to lose your your spot that you just you just earned you I mean and then uh sophomore year I mean I I mean I don't really I don't really think I have like a, a favorite game from sophomore year. Sophomore year kind of is a little bit of a blur to me, which is kind of weird to say, but uh, no, I mean, I don't really see anything and like, or remember anything that really stuck out to me. Sophomore year, junior year, like I said, I got injured. I wasn't able to play all season. And uh, I mean, I'd probably say, honestly, I think Western Hills was my probably my favorite game in my high school career. And I, even though statistically it was my best game, I don't even think that was the reason for my best game. I think it was because uh, Western Hills had a, a great marching band, and uh, they came out right before the game started playing really, really good, you know, like music and all that, and it really got me excited to play. And then I came out, obviously had a good game, and then finished the game off listening to the marching band. And I think that really, <laughs> it kind of sits with me as like it was like a fun, fun moment where I was able to sit back and realize that it's life and you got to have fun with it. And it's not always as serious. So I kind of sat there and like sung a little bit and danced a little bit pregame, got a little excited, had a good game, obviously. And then I got to cheer on my teammates and obviously dance a little bit more into the music. So I'd try to <laughs> say that's my favorite game all around.
0: I mean, you were dancing on the field too, putting up 250 yards. Is that, is that what you do before games? You listen to music to kind of just, you know, relax and kind of get in the, get in the zone. Um, I mean, realistically, I don't really usually listen to
2: music unless I can snag my girlfriend's AirPods for a bus ride or <laughs> for pregame. But I mean, I don't have any headphones or anything for myself, so usually I don't listen to any music. But I mean, when I get the chance to, I will listen to music. It's gotcha. not really a preference of mine.
0: It's gotcha. Well, shout out to her for for supplying the uh, for the AirPods for some of those bus rides, but. um you you mentioned actually before i bring up hop clips um you mentioned or i I wanted to ask um is there any college interest are you getting any sort of uh contact from any schools uh in the area or out of the area
2: um so i really kind of stayed away from all that like college recruiting i haven't really like put myself out there publicly because i mean I I don't know exactly the reason why, but I kind of just haven't put myself out there publicly all season. I don't really – I mean, I put my my highlights out there for family and friends on Facebook, but that's really about as far as I go, like, posting about myself publicly about my season. Um, I mean, college and all that, I haven't really – I got a call the other day from Union College, and they talked to me for a minute and told me they was interested. in. But, I mean, that's really the only college that I've talked to my entire high school career about football
0: gotcha i mean is is well i guess this kind of goes hand in hand but um is is the hop clips uh is that something you kind of want to pursue in or like kind of work on in college maybe you know uh major in journalism or video journalism or some sort of broadcasting or is that kind of a factor for you
2: um i mean yeah definitely i'd say uh so obviously i'm not doing it as of right now because i'm playing a sport and it would be really hard to try and manage yeah. Video and games when I play the same time as those games are being played to video. So it's it definitely is not manageable right now, but I considered coming back out and doing it again for this winter for basketball season or I might play. I'm not exactly sure, but I definitely say it's been an interest of mine to go and try and pursue that in college and maybe see if I can get on somewhere like UC and try and like videotape some games for them, whether it's football, basketball. I mean, whatever really sport that would be interested in having me. So, yeah, I definitely say it's definitely an interest of mine to try and continue that throughout college. But I definitely say I need more work with it.
0: I mean, you're you're off to a great start because a lot of a lot of people wait till college. And for you to take that initiative um, and I will I will tell you this for a fact, for you taking that initiative to start that is is going to look very good for uh Colleges, job prospects, everything in the future. I know you're probably not thinking that far ahead, but uh, it definitely looks good. But ta- you know, when you first started HopClips, kind of what what sparked you to start it, and what kind of inspired you to do, or kind of have you, have you always been interested in it, and it just you know something happened where you really wanted to attack it, or um, kind of tell me the or-, or tell us the origin story of HopClips. So
2: it's kind of it's kind of weird and funny at the same time. So my mom actually did a little bit of photography when I was growing up, would take pictures for people for weddings and stuff like that. And then she kind of stopped for a little bit. And it kind of was cool to me that she would take photos and all that, but I never really thought it would be in, like an interest of mine. And then last year, my junior year, when I got injured, and then we ended up playing against Pendleton County. And one of my really good longtime friends that I grew up with played at Pendleton, and I pulled out my phone and took a couple pictures for him. And uh, he sent them. I sent them to him, and he was really thankful for it and was really happy. And I took a couple of pictures of some kids on the team on my phone and sent it to him because I know as a football player, I mean, you like seeing your photos after the game and try to get as many photos of you as you can. So then I ended up asking um, my school if they had a camera I could use. And I came up with, like, a, a silly nickname, like, oh, yeah, Hop Flicks. Like, I'm going to come flick yeah. my team up or whatever at the yeah. game. I'll listen to that, and I ended up taking a camera and use it for, like, three or four weeks in a row before I ended up getting kicked off the team. So I got a little bit of practice, but I only took – I only took, like – I only took pictures. I never did anything with video. I didn't even know you could videotape on them. So I ended up um, – I ended up finding out you could videotape in it. And my mom had a camera from her work, and so I asked her if I could borrow it when I was out of Campbell County for the basketball because they're playing GRC and I was told GRC is really good. So I originally was going there to take some pictures and then I met uh, Mr. Kentucky, Trent Grayson. Mm-hmm. And then, um, um oh, his, his partner in crime, I'm losing it. It's is on Instagram. His name Champagne Lusty. Uh, he was a, he was a previous coach at Ludlow for football and now he works with, um, Mr. Kentucky and takes photos for him and stuff like that. And so them two really kind of, showed me what to do with videography and kind of gave me a little bit of tips on like where I should stand, like what I should do, like different settings to use my camera. And uh, I was actually able to hold Mr. Kentucky's camera. And I, when I tell you, it was probably one of my biggest times I was so afraid of dropping something (laughs) in my life. I mean, I mean, this thing was a good, like almost 15 pounds in my hand. I've never held anything so nice before in my life. And I was like, oh my goodness, I have to hold this thing until he gets back from the bathroom, try and get clips for him, all this and that. And uh, I got a couple good shots for him. And then I ended up going back to my camera and just taking some videos. And he ended up actually using one of my videos from that game and used it in one of his videos and shouted me out. And so I sat with some of the basketball players at Campbell County and tried to talk to them about what a name would be for an Instagram profile. And I ended up, I think I ended up starting with like NKY edits or something like that and I was like oh yeah I'm gonna just keep on doing it I mean I started out editing on my phone like I gotta look real quick editing app and I mean my first video is absolutely like atrocious but then I found out that you can you can like get editing softwares on laptops so I asked my dad if I could use this laptop which is like a like an HP something I it's not very good but it's it gets job done and I ended up getting the editing software that I was told by um Mr. Kentucky's um photographer Champagne Lusty and uh so he ended up giving me a lot of tips gave me a lot of like camera advice tried to help me get a better camera told me what to do all this and that so I ended up getting into that a little bit more started going to a couple more games like Dayton I went to a couple of Dayton games and then I ended up going to a Cuff LaSalle game and that was actually the first game that like spiked like everything. I ended up that's why I ended up changing it to hop clips, and uh, I was like, yeah, like this is this is what I'm gonna do right here is I'm gonna I'm gonna come here to a big game and film and hopefully these big name people that I don't even know <laughs> are gonna uh, see the video and like it. And uh, Mitchell Riley actually reached out to me and was like, hey, like I saw the video whatever, you able to make me like a single clip. Like, like a single highlight tape. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I can try. And that was my first time ever trying to like take certain clips and make it into one video. And he was actually like extremely happy with it. And then Evan of also asked me if I could um make him one too. So I made them some, and then they started hitting me up. It was like, Hey, like we got a game tonight. Can you come film? And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. Like I'll come film. I mean, I paid to get in every game and I would do all this for free and all that stuff man i kind of kind of lost a little bit of money there but
0: if you email ahead of time you can you can definitely pass, you'll definitely get a press pass and they'll let you in for free so if it, you got, if you want to i assume you're going to take off this winter or go uh chase this this winter at least in some capacity but uh yeah if you, if you reach out to the AD Adam, you definitely know more about this but reach out to the AD of the school you're going to you could definitely uh get in for free i think adam correct me if i'm wrong
1: yeah, just send an email to the athletic director of the day before the game, and uh, just tell them uh, what you do, and just send a link to your Instagram profile, and they'll they'll approve uh, you for sure.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'd had no clue at all. I actually, um, Mitchell told me to come to the um the Cuffcath game versus North Laurel, I believe, where Reed Shepard and all that mm-hmm. at BBT. Oh, and yeah. I tried to walk in with my camera and try to see if I can get down on the court the video because he told me I should be able to because it was just a high school game. And I tried and CuffCast's athletic director was like, I don't even know who you are. So I ended up filming that game from stands. And uh, I just kind of kept on filming games from the stands. And then I'd make my way down onto the court. So I actually had no clue that I could get a press pass or anything like that. I always try to figure out, but there was no way possible yeah. for me to figure out on my own. So I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> just shoot shoot them an email and just... Yeah, like Adam just said, and then add in, be like, if you know, I'd love to meet so that way you can show me where like the best spot is because, um, to videotape on the court, because obviously, like, gyms are so different, you know, the layouts are a lot, uh, different. So you're just, you're probably going to be stationed a little bit, but yeah, definitely, um, definitely do that because I mean, you you can definitely, uh, find your way onto the court and, uh, I mean, just for free, which, which will save you money. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah which is, true. which is cool, but, um, so you you. Uh, it, Just to clarify earlier, did you say that you were possibly going to play basketball at Dayton or?
2: Yeah, I have interest in it. I mean, obviously, I mean, you hear all the time when you're a senior, play as many sports as you can, do as many things as you can because it's your last year. And I mean, I kind of looked at it as an aspect like, yeah, it's true. I mean, it might be my last go around. And I used to always play basketball and then I ended up stopping because of transferring schools and not being able to. And that's when I ended up getting a videography. So it was like, do I really want to run up and down a court all winter long, while it's freezing outside and some and a jersey and some shorts, basketball shorts, and basketball shoes up and down, and be tired out of breath and you know really put my all into it, or should I just stick with videography and go shoot basketball at a local park whenever I can
0: Mhm, well, I mean i it- Definitely a tough decision, but the good news is is it is possible to do both, but I'm sure that would be incredibly difficult. But, I mean, it, it sounds like you know how to handle a, a, a lot of things at once. And um, it, it, so just, I mean, just to wrap things up, uh, what what are you looking most forward to for your last go around in the playoffs? Um,
2: I mean, obviously, if you had a different person in here, they might, they might say a good game for themselves. But like I said, and like I'm pretty sure, you've kind of grasped the concept of I don't really care about my stats or myself as much. I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping that as a team, we're able to keep all of our players like with their, like be, be able to keep them all to be able to play. We have a thing called um, EOP, which is like a discipline thing where at school, if you have two or more F's in your family, two or more classes that week, you're not able to play that week. So, I mean, I'm really hoping that we can have all of our players being able to play all of them come to practice, ready to play, have that mindset. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm praying for health for all of us. Hopefully we're all healthy. And I think if we're healthy and we're ready to play, I think we can
0: we can take a good stab at it at State. Well, Landon, thank you so much for taking the time to talk, uh, talk to us. I, I I mean, that was really, really fun uh, chat with you. Uh, really excited to see what you do these last couple of weeks um, and the playoffs. And also really excited to see what you do with Hop Clips uh, this upcoming winter or – I mean we might be seeing some highlight tapes of you on the court I don't know we might have to we might have to see but uh Landon thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us and best of luck for the rest of the season for you and the team
2: thank you I appreciate it thank you for having me on here